Welcome back to Epilogues, an unpacking of the weekly Haftarah. You're listening to Rabbi Yaakov Trump. This week we're going to be looking at the Haftarah of Parshas Tetzaveh. The Haftarah for Parshas Tetzaveh can be found in Yechezkel Perak Mem Gimel Pasuk Yud 2 Pasuk Chav Zion. This Haftarah is really talking about the Bayes Shlishi, the third base Hamigdash in the prophecy of Yechezkel. Note that Parakim Mem to Memches, the last Prakim, the last chapters of Yechezkel are dedicated to this topic. And this is now talking about the Mizbech and its dedication. Very much mapping itself out from our parasha. Although our parasha is not talking as much about the Mizbech that was in Parsha's Truma, it is talking about the dedication of the Mishkan and the Mizbech, which is parallel to the Saftara. Let's take a look at it in the following sections. We first hear from Pasuk Yud to Pasuk Yud Beis, a general um, overview of this particular project. Uh, Kodesh Baruch Hu turns to Yechezkel, and in the way that he turns to Yechezkel, Yechezkel is called Ben Adam, son of man. Ben Adam, son of man, Tell the nation of Israel about building this base of Mikdash and they will finish their sins. And they will then prepare, they will measure out the plans for this. And then describes that they are going to build out this base of Mikdash as is told, and they're going to be very careful about its form, about following its laws. Zois Torah Sabayis, he says, this is the laws of the house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's on the top of the mountain, uh, in every direction. It is Kodesh Kodoshim, it is the Holy of Holies. Zois Torah Sabayis, this is the laws of the house. So it's a general progression about how they're going to build the base and make that. A few points to ponder just for, um, on this section before moving forward. Is just it's important to understand this in the context of Yechezkel. Most people are not aware of the fact that Yechezkel, in fact, is a colleague or a younger colleague of Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu is prophesizing in the land of Israel during the period of the destruction of the first base of Migdash. Yechezkel is prophesizing from the land of Bovel during this period. He is in Babylon. He was exiled in one of the earlier tours of the Babylonian army um, to Babylon, and he is prophesizing in the Nile Kfar. He is up in the, in the north in the Babylon prophesizing. And he prophesizes about the destruction, he witnesses the destruction, and now at the end of his, at the, at the book of Yechezkel, in this incredible prophecy, we hear about the bias Shlishi. Well, at that time, it's worthwhile understanding that it might not be the bias Shlishi. Because it was the first base of English which was destroyed, it would uh, make sense that anybody hearing these prophecies would probably think that this is the bias Shani, which is a question that, generally speaking, one has to ponder as to why the bias Shani while well, the second base of Midash did not match the plans of Yechezkel, rather it made it was actually smaller than what Yechezkel described and not the same dimensions. But be it as it may, that's the context of Yechezkel. So one can imagine the people hearing this, the people learning this, uh, the, this are in exile. This is an incredible sound of hope. Um, it's also worthwhile noting, as Rodolfo Feinstein points out in his commentary on the Haftarah's called Adi, he points out that the, the condition of, for building the base of Migdash is if their sins are fixed. <clears throat> when their sins are fixed, that's when they will build the base of Migdash. In other words, this is not somebody saving the nation of Israel from the outside and bringing a base of Migdash to them. This is about the nation of Israel realizing their shortcomings, changing their behavior patterns, and therefore being able to do a build the base of Migdash as well. We that uh, another point over here, which is worthwhile noting, is that last pasuk in the section, as Rav Hirsch points out, Rabbi Doctor Mendel Hirsch, the son of Rav Shimshon Rafael Hirsch, in his commentary in the Haftarah, is is that the last pasuk in this section is Zos Torah Zabais. This is the teachings of the building of the or the laws of the building of the base of Migdash, and that's the first and last phrase of that same pasuk in pasuk Yud Beis. And he points out that really 
this is actually might be a life lesson in general which is in order to be able to always learn in order to always be able to grow in order to rebuild the base of you need to have a mountain which you're climbing which has the Kodesh Kadashim on the top this is the law of the house the house that we're trying to rebuild it's a perspective about how we station ourselves in our lives we now hear in the next section which is Pasuk Yud Gimel to Pasuk Yud Chaim Zion where we hear about the, the uh, Mizbech. It is interesting as the description of this Mizbech over here goes there are essentially three squares which are on top of each other where there is the Chaik or the foundation which is two Amos high which is 16 by 16 wide there in terms of cubits. Then, then, then there's the Azara Gadala, which is a smaller square placed on that which, uh, which is four Amos high and 14 by 14 in width so it's a sort of goes inwards and then there's the Harel which is all the Ariel which is three Amos higher than that which is 12 by 12 um, square Amos um, and then we have of course the Kamos which are these corners as well you'll notice an interesting thing and that this is does not match the um, actual measurements of the Mizbech in the base of Migdash this does not match um, the measurements so Mephoshim tried to debate this as well it's worthwhile knowing the Gemara in Chagigo on Daphid Gemara points out that there are a number of discrepancies between the Torah and Yechezkel and this is one of the reasons in fact that they wanted to um, archive the book of Yechezkel. Yechezkel was not deemed worthy of including in the canon of Tadach before a number of reasons and one of them is the discrepancies as an example this but the Gemara describes that Hananiah ben Cheskiel um, um, was a person who darshaned, who tried to explain all the stereos, all the contradictions between these, and he was a- able to synthesize them. Unfortunately, we don't have all of the answers he ha- he-, he produced, but the Mepharshim do try to sig- uh, signal and try to understand how this works. So, for instance, in our case, the Rav David Kimchi, the Radak on Tadach over here, tries to explain that if you were to measure the 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 Amma of the times of Yechezkel and the Amma of the, the Torah, and perhaps the, the, with with a uh, um, an exchange of of what the the actual relative measurements are, it comes out the same. So the Radak tries to synthesize what the Torah says about the Mizbech and what Yechezkel says about the future Mizbech. Whereas to the Targum Yonatan, as the Radak quotes, it says, "V'das Yonatan ain't no kadatam k'moyshetire v'nochal afarish kimida acherasi al Mizbech haidus." No, in the future there's going to be a different Mizbech. This is uh, this is not about. Re- re- revising history. This is about the future Mizbech being different. That's what Akarosh Baruch Hu is ultimately saying. The the one that at the times of Mishiach will be of different measurements. And that's what Yechezkel is saying as well. This this debate that the Radak is recording over here is a debate which you'll see about most of the Prakim at the end of Yechezkel in which there are many discrepancies. Um, is it the future or is it the synthesis of the past as well? And finally, we hear about the dedication of Mizbech, for which this Haftorah is actually placed as the Haftorah of Tetzaveh, from Palosuk Yudches to the end of the Haftorah in Chof Zayin, where it describes how the Kohanim were already actually led by Yechezkel Ben Adam. You're going to tell the people that when you build the Mizbech, the Kohanim are going to bring these Korbanas, and it describes the Korban brought every day and for seven days, and then the eighth day for the final dedication. And at that time, at that time then the Mizbech will be dedicated, and you can bring your Korbanas upon it. Um, so the question is, has this been done before? So the Radak says, we've not seen this pattern of Korbanas. If you look in the Torah, you do not see this dedication ceremony, where, whether in Pasha's Tzitzavah or in Pasha's Shmini. You don't see that inauguration pattern of the Mishkan Mizbech. This will be a new pattern of Korbanas, which has not yet been seen as well. You see an interesting thing over here, and that is the role of Yechezkel. Right, Yechezkel's role, it seems in Pasuk Yud Tes. If you look at the words, the words, it says, Nosata, El 
you will appoint, you will place the Kohanim who are from the, the seed of Tzadok to be in charge of the Mizbah and in charge of this dedication ceremony. It's worthwhile remembering that Yechezkel is a Kohen and he is not able to be a Kohen even in the waning years of the Beis Mingdash because he has been exiled before the destruction of the first Beis Mingdash. Which means to say that part of the prophecy is a Nechama, not just for the nation of Israel, but personally for Yechezkel himself. Kodesh Baruch Hu promises that Yechezkel himself will facilitate this process of dedication in his Bach as a Kohen, as a person himself. Which is actually very meaningful because for those who spend time learning the book of Yechezkel, one will notice that the Yechezkel himself is a person who demonstrates many of the prophecies, on a, uh, which are national prophecies, on an individualistic level. Which means that Yechezkel will go through an experience which reflects something which is happening to the nation on a whole. His wife dies, he's not able to mourn properly, he lies on his side, he's, uh, he doesn't eat a certain type of bread. All of these are personal experiences reflecting a national reality. And that's the same thing that's happening here. In the Nechama, in the uh, comfort there that's going to happen, he will also be that representation as well. He is expressing what it will be to be dedicating the Mizbech, again, dedicating the Mishkan and the, Miz, uh, and the Mikdash in a way which he could not. It's almost as if this becomes his hope and their hope and our hope for the future as well. With this, we conclude the Aftara of Tetzav. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.